Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Been having a lot of bad luck with uh, audio equipment and uh, editing and everything else. So hopefully today was going to go pretty good. If you don't know, we put out a we put out a podcast episode. We normally do them once a week now where we release them once a week, but we record a whole bunch at, at a time. And I just put one out on Friday and I was like all happy with it. Did like a great editing job, made it sound all crisp and clean and all the rest of it because sometimes getting something off of zoom and then tweaking the audio by the way if you have a podcast throw some fucking effort into your audio will you (laughs) Like your podcast is an audio medium. I hate listening. Side note, fix your audio. Yeah, f- fix your audio. So it's, it's hilarious to me. So um, I put out and I screwed up something along the way because someone messaged me like, hey, man, I I, I was I, sh- I shouldn't say her name. I was going to. No, no, I, don't I say myself. her name. She's like, I was listening to the podcast while I was hanging out in the tub. And I don't know if it was me, if I was like really high or something, but I think it just cut out mid sentence. And I had to go back and listen to it again. Indeed, She's like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I was high, but it did cut out my sentence. And so I had to go back and try to fix that and find it and all the rest of it. So that was, that's been my day. <laughs> And then, and then our partners for Massage Therapy Media, because we have a magazine issue that's coming out, our, our, uh, our, 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 what is it, winter? Winter. 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 When is winter over, by the way? Uh, our winter's actually over on the 20th of March, which so is Jesus why Christ, we're we going to get it out we right before, like so, literally we're just, just making winter because we fell behind on some deadlines. What's well, after winter? We're spring? Gonna get it out. Yeah. So why don't we just go fucking put it at the beginning of spring and no, call it a spring we're issue? Gonna, we're gonna either give, which way. We're gonna give a winter issue. We we just have at the end. We have something. We have this. Can I sit? Can I say anything about it? Go for it. I don't know. I don't want to go details. We're very transparent. It's okay. This 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 issue is is really kind of centered around like things that are just kind of out there out of the box some of the stuff is like we just don't really talk about some of them have been people on our podcast most of them actually most of them have been on the have podcast been g- yeah. uh, guests on the podcast so you can imagine some of the stuff that they they do and and are into are just kind of a little bit out there for massage therapists and i think we had to talk our partners that are uh, our partners off a ledge <laughs> <laughs> for having some of these uh, articles coming out in, in this magazine because it, it really just kind of we can they can see where there can be a lot of blowback and uh, and uh, I don't care about the blowback I think they care more about it than I do though I have to say that's what you're getting yourself into when you partner with us we push the boundaries well, a little far sometimes but it's not just that the whole one of the whole purposes of massage therapy media that that digital resource for for it's not just for massage therapists it's for all types of people that do manual work and body work whether you're a therapist or you're not and you consider what you do art or you consider what you do spiritual or whatever the case is and a big a big mandate of what we wanted to do here was we're going to put things next to each other that really don't ever sit next to each other like these things are on different floors of the library that type of thing we're going to put these evidence-based folk right next to someone that's 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 reading crystals and and uh and banging on bowls do you know what i mean we're going to take whitney Lowe and put them next to like uh like i don't know saint anne's spa rose petal treatments that type of stuff and that was the idea so the magazine is just an extension of that and i think we really had to you know, at least I just got off the phone trying to reel, a, reel the fuckers in and say, yo, this but is what we do. I Don't forget. Finished, I just finished telling our guest, who we'll introduce in a moment, uh, that we've, yeah, we've had a day over here. On top of the fact that we've got a snowstorm brewing outside and my patient that I finished up with right before we started recording, um, she's still here. 
because she can't get home because of the snow. So yeah, we're uh, we're having quite an interesting day. And as Mark said, he had to talk some people off a ledge. And then on top she of everything, the the <laughs> hey, you want to you want to join us? You want to be in the video? You can be in the video. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Why not? So Pull yeah, up a chair we've, or, we've had quite an interesting. You can clear day. off that chair. You can have a seat. Oh, oh look, there she is. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. My patient is still here. She's stuck here. This have a seat. Is, this is the day. <laughs> so enough of our ramblings. Yeah, let's actually let's, introduce let's our, our guest. So tonight we've got Brandy on Zoom with us, who is in Saskatchewan, and Brandy and Mark were, um, you know, they're involved in some of the Facebook groups. As you guys know, I stay out of a lot of. I don't the Facebook blame you, man. Stuff. Stay clear. I do keep your sanity. I do for yeah. I mean, I I can't get involved in every discussion, and sometimes I see things that I either really agree with or I don't agree with, and I want to say things, but it's just it's too time consuming and too much, and I just don't have the <laughs> mental space for it. It's because some of the discussions are just kind of silly where's that one that we saw last night amanda so there is a therapist that that i kind of know online like you know we're we're friends online whatever that means on facebook but she also vacations in a place that is like my happy place no one ever goes here like it's new smyrna beach florida it's like a really sleepy surfer beach town um just south of daytona and no one goes there but she goes there and so she took a picture of a massage therapy clinic in New Smyrna Beach, and I think that the name of the massage therapy clinic is Curative Massage curative or something, massage, something like yeah. that. And there's a whole discussion in one of the groups how you, you can't use a name like that. Look at the claims you're making. Massage doesn't cure, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a fucking business name, people. You guys all use Jane. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you talk to Ali, who's the CEO, co-founder of Jane. She's like, we just wanted it to be a name of like a person. That way it feels like you have an, like a virtual assistant, a virtual assistant yeah. and her name is Jane. It's like a name, people. So someone wrote, and I thought it was hilarious. She's like, I don't take any offense to any of this stuff. It's just a business name. The same way I don't take offense to Burger King not being related to royalty. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... There you go. Someone fucking at least made sense of all of this nonsense. But then I, I don't. I think the joke steer might have went over Facebook. some people's heads. So yeah, I do steer clear of Facebook. But thankfully, there are people like Mark and Brandy who get involved because it does bring Cur- us a lot of Cur-nami. interesting stuff to talk about on the show. So Brandy um, saw a topic that she had something to add to, and I'll let her get into it. But basically, there were people who were very interested about being able to transfer credits and um, actually get some credit for massage therapy courses and get a university degree so uh she asked us before we started recording if we have degrees we're like yeah but we did in the reverse order because this is a big thing because a lot of cats went like and you'll see this in facebook a lot but a lot of times when someone is looking to go to massage school they'll chime in and they're like what school should i go to and a lot of people will talk about the school that they went to because they're all in love with their school or they'll say don't ever go to this school because they hate their fucking school that they went to but then there's always someone that chimes in and says listen you really need to consider if you want to do anything after massage therapy. Because if you go to a private career college, most public institutions, colleges and universities won't take a look at anything that you've done at a private college yeah. like that at a yeah. private career college they'll 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 take they, they won't even want to see your transcript they don't care because you came from a private career mm-hmm. college so then you're left going well i guess i got to take this anatomy over i guess i got to take this physiology over and meanwhile the, the the level of education and the level of evaluation is comparable yeah but you can't so a lot of the times the conversation goes well if you think you want to do something after in terms of college or university go to a community college 
yeah. go to community college or at least consider that because then you can transfer your credits. But anyway, and, which way? And definitely my anatomy class in massage college was more in depth than my first year anatomy class for my kinesiology degree. Like definitely. But if you had taken all of the anatomy, say, say musculoskeletal anatomy. Yes. If you had taken all of the musculoskeletal anatomy, one, two, three in your kin class, would it have been equivalent to the two probably. musculoskeletal? Yeah, so, yeah, probably. So that's equivalent. what it is, right? Because, and that's the point. Yeah. Like it sucks that you can't transfer credits. But anyway, the point is Brandy yeah, did do that and there was a lot of people interested in it. So she Brandy's said like, to Mark, now? hey, I can talk <laughs> about it. And so, yeah, we're going to shut the hell up and let Brandy talk. Before you get into your story, can you get... Give us some background on you, how long you've been practicing. Have you always been in Saskatchewan? What got you into massage? And we'll go from there. And what degree are we talking about? Yeah, here? and what degree? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I've been practicing now uh, since 2004, so almost 20 years. And I've always practiced in Saskatchewan. I took my education here. And we only have private colleges here. So the whole public college thing, I don't even know anything about when I'm saying private colleges, I mean, all of our massage therapy colleges are all private here. Interesting. So that's, that's not even an option in terms of public uh, colleges for us in Saskatchewan anyway, right now. Although no, they're all private. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Here we have like a, a nice handful in Ontario, well, even locally, like we have a, we have a good handful of, of, of uh, community colleges that have a massage therapy program. So it's yep. a longer program, right? It's going to be three years in most of these places. And then you have to meet all the requirements of having a college diploma. So you have to take all of these electives and stuff like that versus what you do in a private career college, which is just hyper-focused on whatever the program is. And that's yep. why you get in, get out nice and fast. And you also pay a shit ton more money, Right. Because it's just hyper focused. What does it cost down there? Um, private colleges, probably around the twenty five grand mark and up, and that was that was maybe a good six seven so years ago. I, so it might I be more expensive school, now. now. Granted, I started massage school uh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, I started massage school. It was probably like twenty five. It was about grand. no, it was about twenty to twenty two at that time. But was that, that included? That included all of my textbooks. That included okay. the CPR training. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was twenty twenty two thousand all in. So that you know, you got like was, sheets and lotion and textbooks and blah blah. And that blah, was blah, what blah. eight eight years ago or so. Eight nine years ago? No, I don't know math. <laughs> Two thousand and eight. That's a lot more that's, than oh, eight sorry, nine I don't know. years yeah, ago. So a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen years ago. Right. Oh. And when I was in school. I started, I can't remember, 2004-ish. It was 15 grand because I rolled in there and I, I, I threw down an $8,000 check for first term and then second term I threw down a $7,000 check. And was that all for you as No, well? I had to purchase books on to top of that. Books. Okay. But I didn't, I didn't buy all the books because because you didn't really need to. It's the same way at the university. You don't need to buy all the books. Yeah. So right. I, anyway. I assume Mark's probably right. It's probably somewhere around 25 all in right now. Yeah. Yeah. When you go to a community college, yes, it's less expensive for tuition, um, but it's, you know, you're paying three years tuition and the books. It, not it's as, cheaper. It it's is cheaper, cheaper, but it's not as big of a gap as sometimes it can seem when you add everything together. Yeah. Well. And I mean, I'm I'm also coming from the admission side of it, where I used to have to try to show people. I was one of them. I used to have to try to show people the opportunity to make money because you get out in a private career college because there's no summer breaks. There's no, you know, there's none of that. So you're like in and out in like 
mine was 22 months straight. So we got one week vacation in July, one week vacation in December, but otherwise there was no time off. Whereas if you go to a community college, it takes three years because you have summers off and you have vacations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I was in, I think it cost me around the 16,000 mark. That was all inclusive with books and lotions and everything like that as well. And I think we're sitting around the same two in about the 25k mark. Yeah. Now that that seems to be uh, come to mind when you say that. So why massage? Why did you decide I want to touch people with lotion? <laughs> that sounds horrible <laughs> when you say it like that. Oh man, I went to my high school was a comprehensive high school, and we actually uh, had the availability to take cosmetology, and we learned a bit of massage therapy through cosmetology mm. applied to things like hands and feet and face through manicures and pedicures, things like that. So we, we got a little bit of uh, massage exposure that way. And I thought, yeah, that's uh, I can do that all day. So I, I definitely, that really led me towards a career in massage therapy. This in high school. And I'll tell you why I, I, I've been contacted by high schools. This is like twice that I've been contacted by a high school because mm-hmm. there's a certain, what's it called? It's the Specialist High Skills Major Program that didn't exist when we were in high yeah, school. Yeah, and so there's a bunch of high schools that run these programs. And twice now I've gone in to teach athletic taping to a yeah. group of high school students. And and sorry, I just did it on Friday. Anyone that fucking hangs out with high school kids all day, you you deserve fucking medals. <laughs> Right. I don't, I don't understand why you would ever do that for a job ever. Like you just, you just like fucking torture, but nonetheless, it blows my mind that you're like, yeah, you considered like, I can do this all day because judging by what those fucking yahoos were doing and talking when I was teaching them and just how they are, they're a bunch of dopey kids who probably can't understand tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? I and was a like, dopey kid that couldn't understand tomorrow. Right, so, for, I was so for our guest here to be like, yeah, you know, this is something I can do all day. I can see myself doing it all day. That's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty advanced of you, I guess, <laughs> being at a high school level. No, no. Like I took, I didn't go into massage college right away. I took a year and I traveled and I knew I was going to do that. And then actually the year after that, that's when I uh, started in for my degree. I went to uh, a degree grant in college here in Saskatchewan. And so I had taken the first year before I started my massage training, they offered a two and two program. And I didn't ever think I was going to complete a degree through them, but I had taken this first year because I still just was kind of, you know, moseying along well, doing my thing. I knew I would traveling. go to massage college, but I just wanted to go and get this experience and get this certificate. And uh, yeah, it, it took me two years to get to massage college. So I was I was 19 uh, when I started. I want to know I graduated something. high school when I was 17. So I, wanted, I, I, was, I was still dumb when I was 19. Uh, so yeah, I'm still dumb now and I'm 47. I want to ask you a question though. I yeah. want to ask you, what what makes you want to travel after high school? Um, are 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 your parents or guardian or whoever has charge of you? Are they okay with this idea? Because I get flashbacks to that comedian who, <laughs> who was talking about how his friends. He's a telling guy, this comedian. You know who I'm talking about? I don't remember his name. Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got this. He's got this. He's got this. He's got this. This bit that he does, and he's like, "Yeah, my friends, they'd be like, I'm gonna go find myself in Europe for a year." And he's like, "I can never have gone to my dad. I'm gonna go to Europe to find myself." His dad would be like, "What do you mean by yourself? You're right here." You're in my kitchen with no job. 
what do you mean find yourself? I found you. You're here. Go get a job. job. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you, how do you go about, so I know what my kids are going to tell me so I can already combat it right now. How do you go about saying, maybe I won't. It's going to be combative. No, 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 no. I I just didn't go on my own. I went with, it it was essentially like a religious uh, humanitarian group. And I, I went with them and we did like, we went and worked at orphanages and like helped them construct buildings and like stuff like that. Right. We, we went and did these projects at different places uh, that needed help. And so actually it was, uh, it was very educational that way too. And some of the practical credits uh, in terms of uh, volunteering and things like that, some of those were recognized by some of the colleges uh, in Saskatchewan too, uh, through this group. So it was cool. It was a great choice for me. Yeah, that's really cool. See, now if our kids said that they were going to do that, I'd be like, you got my blessing. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, even if they wanted to go travel, nah, I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> go to University of Paris, then then go then go pretend you're homeless in a hostel. You know, the only the only reason that I would think I would be a little more supportive of the other way around is because I did have a friend who straight out of high school. Um, I went to university and she decided to take a year. Um, actually, her first year she took was to work her butt off. So she worked some different jobs. You know, she worked at a salon. She worked at a bar. She worked at a uh, with some real estate agents, you know, as a, an assistant or whatever. She did odd jobs, but she was working like seven days a week and banking money and banking money and banking money. Yep. After that first year, then she took, I think, I don't know, somewhere between three and six months. I can't, I don't remember exactly, but she took uh, some time and she she Let's traveled and she went to Australia and she went to Fiji and she went to New Zealand and okay. she traveled across Europe. And yeah, it was a lot of hostels, but she did it through like a, a travel company that mm. like, you know, helps plan your routes and whatever. And yes, there's some things that I would have probably felt nervous, like staying in hostels and this kind of thing. But um, I did it the other way. I went to university and when she was doing all of this, I remember saying, you know, I really want to take some time to travel. What ended up happening with me? I graduated university. Got I got a job and then this and this. You know what I mean? And then it just no, I get it, it didn't happen. I'm talking, when you're young and have no I'm, responsibility, I'm that's talk, the time. I'm talking shit. If our kids actually said this and then we'd have a we'd have a real conversation mm-hmm. about it and it, it would it would all go fine because just because I have reservations about it for myself, I don't need to see things. I'm a homebody. I like to be at home. Just because I'm scared, not scared. Yeah, maybe I'm scared. I don't know. I have apprehension about doing something. Like leave home a lot quicker. I can probably see that too. Oh, yeah. You know, there's still a very large rural population here. So if we want to go to school or go anywhere, usually we're traveling yeah. to, you know, one of two cities, which is not in home, right? Yeah, that's true. It's probably more common. And yeah. I think there's a little bit of, um, we're a little bit jagged being born and raised in a city. Like we assume like, you know, there's, there's a murderer around every corner. We assume that you're going to like go outside and get shot or stabbed. Watch like, criminal minds. I one feel like times. that's a thing too. Yeah. I've got siblings in larger cities, not in Saskatchewan. And you know, if their kids are at home from school in about 15 minutes, they're freaking out. And if my kid isn't home until six o'clock, I know where she probably is, like on the hill. Do you hear that? No I big deal. I know where she probably on on the hill, the one hill in Saskatchewan, because it's all flat. Yeah. <laughs> 
we've talked about this before because it's so funny because all of all of us parents, we all fondly reflect back on the time when we were children and we're like, you know, wasn't life better then? And if we all collectively agree life was better then, we all kind of secretly want it to be that way, but yet none of us you know, act like this with our children, except for, except for these, maybe we just got to move to Saskatchewan. Anyway, yep, absolutely. massage therapy, you're in massage therapy school, you're 19 years old. Tell me about your massage therapy school career. I felt like it was a good experience. I went uh, in Regina to, there was really only a couple colleges back then. And uh, the college I went to, it was kind of born out of a college in Britain, actually. And so there was a lot of connection. It was called the Northern Institute of Massage Therapy at the time, but then uh, morphed into the Western College of Remedial Massage Therapy. And that's where I ended up going. And yeah, I, I thought it was a great experience. The two years were really, they were packed in there. That's for sure. Uh, when you were saying, you know, your kinesiology degree was so much easier um, and you had a lot more time with it. I I do feel like massage therapists, I've heard that from other massage therapists as well, who've taken degrees beforehand, that they they thought their degrees were actually a lot easier than going through the intensity of college. So that was... Uh, I, I think that's a common thing throughout. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as Mark said, had have had I been thinking about like all of the anatomy throughout all four years, it was probably comparable, but it does feel yeah. very intense when it's all just squished together. And do you also you. feel, though, it was because the age at which you were a university student and the ease of which you probably learn things then. Well, and also that's all, straight, and that's all I had to do. Exactly. When I was a university student, my job was to go to school. You went straight from high school where all you did was like absorb shit and learn yep. shit. Yep. And then you probably, you probably had, you know, because I saw you, <laughs> all your fucking report cards and shit. So you did well in school and therefore you obviously study well. And then you just extend that over to university. So it's just like, nah, this is just what I do. And you happen to have done it really well at the time. Yeah, university so, did, didn't see. It didn't feel that there. difficult. It, I mean, I did well in massage school as well. Don't get me wrong. It didn't feel that difficult. But I think I agree with Brandy where it's just like because it is so condensed and it's, as you said, hyper focused, it feels like a lot. And I've said before that I think if I didn't have the kinesiology background and already a good working knowledge of anatomy and biomechanics and, you know, these things were already ingrained in my mind so that I didn't. I didn't have to focus as hard. And I used to say to like my classmates who had zero experience and, you know, some of them had full-time jobs, children, grandchildren, like these people had had responsibilities and life other than just going to school. Whereas like Mark said, I, when I was at university, that was my job. All I had to do was go to school. And drink, apparently. And dr I drank a, too much, too much. But, you know, look, I'm here. I'm fine. Um yeah, I think it would. It, it seemed a lot more intense just because of all the different circumstances. Being older, having it so condensed, and having like I had a full time job when I went to massage school. I don't know about you, Brandy, but like I had so many things going on. Yeah, I had to work full time through massage college. Like it, it's not like I could live at home or anything like that. So I I moved away at seventeen and just you know started life. So so when you when you got out of massage school and started practicing what were the early days of your your massage career like oh it was really good you know I had um I had a really good experience my first few years when I was in college uh 
one of the jobs that I did, I used to play the piano at the Hotel Saskatchewan Radisson Plaza, which is, you know, the only hotel in Regina (laughs) (laughs) or the only fancy hotel there. And so I was a lounge pianist and uh, a lady walked up to me one evening and she hired me for her Christmas party. And it turns out there was a larger massage uh, clinic in Regina and she owned it. And so I had gone to her house to just practice the piano. And I was looking around after I'd practiced. I'm like, oh, yeah, so what do you do? And she's she's like, oh, I own this clinic. And I'm like, oh, I'm in college for massage. And so that's how I got to know her. And she invited me to come up and be a therapist at her clinic when I was still in college. Do you believe in divine intervention? Because that's that's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> Stuff just happens, right? It's it's just, yeah, it's wonderful when you have those opportunities and find them and can take advantage of them. It's it's a great thing, right? So she was a really good mentor for me. She had actually worked at uh, the college I went to years before. She wasn't a teacher then. And when I went back to, co- uh, to college, uh, I remember talking to one of my teachers and a lot of people had uh, their jobs all set up for them before they graduated. They for sure had jobs. Uh, offers. And I said, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go work at this. It was called Advanced Therapeutic Massage Clinic. And they were like, seriously, how'd you get a job there? I've applied there. (laughs) So it it did feel like a great opportunity for me for sure. And she was a great mentor. She was fantastic, especially, you know, when you get out, so many people, I think they, uh, they want to go off on their own. And I don't think that's a great idea right away. I think it's a really good idea just business-wise to to work for someone else, like three to five years minimum. Just learn things, right? Why are you starting at me? Because you look like you had something to say. (laughs) I have different views on that. And my views kind of flip all the time, to be honest with you. I think a lot of it comes down to if you can find a place that you can work at that is willing to teach you some of the business stuff. Because, I mean, you can probably find a job at a clinic and you're just so freaking busy that literally you do nothing but go in there and treat patient after patient after patient. And sometimes your your, your hope of learning anything, even from the physio that's there or another massage therapist, like you never see them because you, just, you walk in there for your shift and you're, you're in your room. And then when you're done with that client, there's another one on the waiting room couch for you. So I think that, that, that kind of, that kind of has to be, I think of conversation with the clinic owner, like, Hey, we yeah. want we want you to come here. We recognize you're new, and part of what we're doing here is like mentoring and helping. And we want you to see what the business side is like. And we're here to answer all your questions and blah 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 blah. And maybe that's just a different vibe from what we got going on here. I, I think it can be rare anywhere. I think it's yeah. all dependent on the person. And you know, Brandy yeah. called her a mentor right off the bat. Yeah, so yeah. this was somebody who wanted to you know take on a new grad. Like she she took her on based on her piano playing. You must be a really good pianist. So it was right. You can you can play music. Cool. I would love to take you in, work in my clinic. And I'm I'm assuming that's a great if, opportunity. And I'm also though. assuming if you have a clinic that people are saying, "Wow, wow. how did you get a job there?" Yeah. That kind of place isn't you going go to take on a new grad and not work with them because yeah. you don't want to have some dopey, you know, newer <laughs> kid that doesn't know what they're doing. You want yeah. to. 
like make sure that you're bringing on people that are going to be yeah, really you, great. You, you you had a great opportunity there. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And I think you could find that here. Like the culture of the clinic, we all treated treatments always. There were 10 other therapists. Most of them had already been working for 20 years. Um, everyone was really... Uh, into supporting each other nice, and they were you know they'd all been working for 20 years so they all had all the clients they needed they all you know were encouraging for growth for the therapist that maybe hadn't been there for that long it, it was a really good environment for nice. sure That's good. and uh yeah if you wanted to take advantage of learning from those therapists and not just the clinic owner but the other therapists themselves who were really veterans in the field they were all open to that they were great i really love that because yeah there are definitely places like mark said and i can think of some that i even know where like the a good place I, I to work at I don't, if you want to make a lot of yeah, money but and I, I just don't think the clinic owners anything. have the mentality of like let me mentor these people and you know i think a lot of times clinic owners want to find people and keep those people. You know, the mm. training wouldn't necessarily be focused on like, let's make you great because then you're going to leave. It's like, I want you to to be good enough to stay here. Mm. And so, yeah, it really depends on the clinic owner and their mentality. But I think there are some really great people that want to mentor and want to, you know, the people who really care about um, moving the profession forward. You see that on Facebook all the time, right? They don't want to be associated with registered massage therapists who are not great because that makes us all look bad right so or though i know what mark's thinking no the ones who complain on facebook aren't the ones actually out doing the mentoring and you're probably right you didn't even have to say anything i, I know exactly it. what I you're thinking say, i didn't say that i don't even know if i feel that way today today <laughs> it's, it depends on the day and we've had an interesting day as i've said <laughs> well it sounds like you had a great start to your career right on it was really excellent i'm, I'm really grateful for for that opportunity and just the the learning that took place there it was it was really huge for me and I, I don't know i think though that a lot of people can have those opportunities if they really dig for them right yeah, because i absolutely. i remember having those conversations with the clinic uh i do remember another therapist who was there and she had different priorities uh for her life and i remember talking to her and we were supposed to go out to and do like a team Style. I think we were actually going to school, to a school to talk to the students there. I had called the school and said, hey, we'll come for career day. And we were supposed to go as a team, but uh, this other therapist wasn't going to come. And the uh, the owner of the clinic, she was just like, if you're digging for the opportunity, don't worry about it if the other therapist falls behind, right? So I, I do think that sometimes there's a little bit of going out and doing your own digging and getting in there and if you want those opportunities, make them happen for yourself. For Absolutely. Sure. You kind of actually just reminded me what I was I was going to chime in with when you guys, uh, when you said, Brandy, that you don't think it's a good idea to go out on your own right away. And in a lot of cases, I agree with you. In a lot of cases, it's not. But I think that a lot of it depends on not just finding a, a somebody who's going to mentor you or where you're practicing or whatever it is. I think a lot of it really is self-awareness. And Mark talks about this all the time. If you're the type of person that already has this entrepreneurial mind, you will see the opportunities. You will make stuff happen for you. If there's something you don't know how to do, you'll figure out how to do it. So I think there's certain people that are kind of meant to be the the leaders and the business owners and there's certain people that are going to have a really really successful career working 
for really awesome clinic owners. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that Absolutely a lot not. of people go to school with this mentality because massage therapists, a lot of us, you know, we are we got into it because we want to be, I'm putting in air quotes, like self-employed, but you can still be, air quotes, self-employed and not own a clinic or be the leader of everything. I think there's a lot of value in knowing that I'm a really great therapist and I can be really busy and have a really successful practice, but have somebody else take on you know, the, the responsibility of owning the whole clinic. That yeah. doesn't have to be oh, yeah. every no. therapist. Most, most people don't have the skill set to do that, right? Not everyone can be the fucking captain on the team and not everyone needs to be the captain on the team. Yep. Sometimes the captain on the team isn't the best fucking player. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it's just understanding where you fit and what your role is, what you're good at, what you're not good at. Do your own SWOT analysis and figure it out. Yep. But so many people just jump into it. Like Rebecca, Rebecca Overson, Rebecca Diazavedo, whichever name she goes by. She's a business coach. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. She's a business, not whatever, I love her. She's a business coach in the states and she talks about this quite a bit she's like listen not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur just figure it out because you know if you're going to complain about doing all the stuff that it takes to run your own business then you probably weren't meant to be an entrepreneur and if you're not yeah. willing to put in the hours and the timing to make these things happen then you weren't meant to you're better off going to work at a spa working on a split getting whatever you make out of it versus putting a half-assed effort into trying to make your own business work like that doesn't make any sense right so you know, but it is, you know, I encourage everyone to give it the old good old college try if that's something they want to do. I encourage and, uh, go get the skills. Go really, get the skills. Really understand yourself. I actually just wrote about this in uh, the editorial for this upcoming magazine that Mark was talking about at the top mm. of the episode because this magazine features a bunch of people who are really thinking outside of the box and doing things quite differently. Some of them uh, a little unpopular, even, but I was saying it really takes a certain type of person to understand what they like, what they're good at, and what they want to do to be able to break the mold of something like massage therapy, which is so culturally ingrained. You know, this has existed for more than 5,000 years in all around the world, like something that the society has such a, a, a view of this is how it's supposed to be and this is what mm. it's supposed to look like. If you're a therapist that has decided, I'm going to break the mold and do something completely different you were probably meant to do that. You really like understand yourself a lot to do that. Otherwise, I think, you know, you might be the person to, as Mark said, go find a job, either work in a split, renting, nothing in an established clinic. There's nothing wrong with that because there's such a high demand for therapists. Brandy got a job just by playing a piano. There's That's such awesome. a high job, so talk, high demand. Talk to, talk to us about how you end up taking your private career college credits yes. and finding a way to apply that to get a university degree. The second year after I had graduated high school, like I had talked about, I went to uh, a college that was associated with the U of S. It was called Verizon College and it was a private college. But this was, you know, 20 years ago and they were already offering a two-on-two program for people who wanted to go to either tech or like a massage therapy program, something like that, to transfer their credits over and then being able to offer them uh, to build on that towards a degree. So when I had taken that original certificate, I had made sure, even though I didn't think I was ever going to do the degree, I had made sure that I uh, took all of the classes that would be 100% transferable to university if that's what I wanted or to that college as well, if that's what I wanted. And then, oh, I had gone through massage college 
a while after. And I don't know, I was married. I had kids. I was about, I don't know, 26 or something like that. No, I would have been older than that. I forgot. <laughs> but I had my first child at 25. Uh, I was married at 24. I had my first child at 25. And so I was just, you know, working, raising kids, all this kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, maybe I should finish a degree. So I called the college and it turned out I had gone to college with a registrar. Her, I knew her. Her name was Jan. She was lovely. <laughs> and she remembered me too. And she's like, you know, Brandy, just let me, just let me look into your credentialing. I think you, I think you could finish up no problem. So she just looked at all my credentials, looked what I had taken in the past. And she's like, yeah, you know, like six more classes and we could just give you a degree and six more classes, six more. So like they transferred all of my massage classes, they, the full two years. Right. So I only needed a year left uh, because I had taken that certificate beforehand too, which they applied. They squished it all together. It was really, really generous. So what? is your degree in? I've got a Bachelor of Arts and I majored in what's called Christian Studies. And nobody knows what that is. It's a really broad scope. It's basically a humanities degree. I took philosophy, theology, uh, history, psychology. Um, I took some business classes. Anything you'd really think of in the humanities, mm. you can you can take through that scope. And so I know that you said you. It kind of sounded like you were like, "Oh, what the hell? I'm young. I've got kids. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to go get a degree." Was there more of a "I just want this degree," or did you have a thought of like this could lead me somewhere else, or was this really just I started this? Why not do it? No, um, I guess. Like we had talked about before, I really am one of those type of people that I do believe there is opportunity under every rock. Like if you want opportunity, you can go find it. You can go make it. It can happen. And I did think, you know, there's probably some opportunities that might open up to me, which have um, if I had a degree that wouldn't necessarily be open to me without one. And I'm not going to drop out of massage anytime soon. I'm I'm here for as long as I can be in massage and doing actual treatments. I love my career. But I also, like a lot of us have creative personalities, right? We like to apply what we do in different ways. So even before I had finished my degree, um, I was approached by, by a PhD student from another college, uh, SAS Polytech. And she said, hey, you should join my research group. And so I started doing research for the Saskatchewan Farmers and Ranchers Mental Health Initiative. And she's a PhD now, and we're working with SAS Polytech now on massage therapy specific research. Uh, and yeah, it's opened up a lot of different avenues. And I thought it, you know, obviously it would when you start going down those ways, if you start looking for those avenues. See what I was just saying? some of these things that are so outside of the box, like mm. never in a million years would I have thought, and maybe, maybe there's others that are with me, but never in a million years would I have thought, okay, after going to massage college, getting a humanity, uh, humanities degree, focusing yeah. on things like theology and philosophy, how that could then lead to doing research in massage therapy. Like it just, it wouldn't have ever crossed my mind, but as Brandy said, and as I, I, you know, my point in writing that editorial for our magazine is that 
there are opportunities that exist. And it's a matter of knowing what you're good at, knowing what you like, and just sort of following through with these opportunities. There's so many things. And I think sometimes people get really bogged down and thinking like, well, what is this going to do for me? What's going to happen? Well, Sometimes you just got to walk through the door and see what it's going to do for you and what's going to happen. And in your case, it's led to some pretty cool opportunities. Like I can't, I've never done any, any research, but sounds cool. What do you think, Mark? Well, it's just (laughs) even to like through the degree, even though, you know, it might be not be a degree that everyone wants on a practical basis. I learned how to write and debate Mm -hmm. at a level that I never you know, that takes practice, learning how to write, learning how to debate, learning how to research your own opinions and figure out what you actually think. That actually takes a lot of practice. Uh, doing a lot of logic and reason classes, things like that as well. You you can become really good at presenting your argument and uh, making things happen that way as well. So in a large way, just the skills that I picked up from those types of things really super applicable to research, to debate, and anything I want to do socially. It's it's been really good that way. I I agree with you 100%. Mark and I, I don't know if you remember this, years ago, we were sitting around a campfire with my parents and a bunch of their friends. And somebody, I don't remember who it was, but somebody um, made the claim that having a bachelor's degree is um, meaningless and useless, and it doesn't get you anywhere. And you know, they were older, um, you know, an older generation thinking more practically. And I said, I 100% disagree with you. Like I couldn't disagree with you more. Some of the best classes that I took in university actually were philosophy classes. My two critical thinking classes that I took in university, I would say probably taught me more that have gotten me through my life. And just even, even knowing when I was in massage school, like understanding how to think critically, how to read research, like these things have helped me in other in other areas more than I could have ever imagined. So, um, you know, even if I never worked in a field that had anything to do with kinesiology, I would have never would I regret going to university and and getting that degree. I think learning how to learn was a big thing for me in university. I agree. It's huge. And things like those logic and reason classes, worldviews and cultural classes, those were really big too. Um, I, people don't understand how they apply to all of life and all of people's careers and how you can really draw from them. So I think people who wouldn't take advantage of a Bachelor of Arts, it's because they're just not taking advantage of it. They just don't know how to do that. But I can see where some people would rather do um, a business of uh, Bachelor of Business Administration or something through the health sciences that's really directly more in the massage uh, or obvious in the massage field. I can see that. But even with the research that I'm doing now uh, through SAS Polytech, that's what we're actually researching. We're seeing if we can set up a two and two program through SAS Polytech uh, to make it happen that we transfer over all massage therapy credits to a degree program and seeing what people want for that. That's actually part of the massage specific research we're doing right now actively. When you, when you posted this into, did you post this into various massage therapy Facebook groups or did no, you? No, I, w- I was sitting in the <laughs> registered massage therapist of Ontario Facebook page and someone else had posted it. They had just asked, they posed the question, has anyone out there had their credits transferred? And so 
I just said I did. And I received this like onflux of private messages. People ask me, how did you do that? What was the general feedback from that? And there must have been some sort of weirdo negative comments that go with that too. So what were those, if you remember? If there For were. sure. So what I ended up doing is I made a face uh, Facebook. I made a YouTube video about it and I just posted the YouTube video. And I only received one negative comment I posted the video about a month ago. It was the very first video I ever posted. And I don't know, it's sitting at about 550 views or something. I put that in the registered massage therapist of Ontario forum. And then just like two or three other massage therapy forums. And the only negative uh, comment I got on the YouTube video was someone saying that I probably paid for those views of, of the video. <laughs> <So stupid. laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm just, you see me scrolling on my phone. I'm, I'm right into what we're saying because I've, I, I'm in a Facebook group and I know some of these, it's a very small Facebook group of, of, of the really kind of fucking snooty people. I'm not going to lie. And, yes. and they're, and they're great for pulling a, a, a post out of a group and taking it into this other group so they can just like shit all over it. And I'm trying to find it to be honest with you because it, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, you want to shit on it? Go shit on it openly. Do you know what I mean? Why you got to go shit on it in, in private with your with your with your 12 friends in your echo chamber? So, you know, it it never advances beyond this and nothing ever positive comes people, out of it. Why would people be shitting on this though? Because all she's know. doing is sharing her own experience. I, I'm trying to see if it got sh- if it, I, it was I funny when you very first brought up that post about the curative massage therapy. Yeah. I was the first person to comment on the post and I was like, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I, you're like, I what's just the problem understand, here? Right? And holy, people were all over me because like in my area, people would say curative. It's the same root as remedial. So right. I was just like, oh, who cares if someone calls it curative massage? It's It's the same thing as remedial, right? But oh my God. <laughs> They were, whew, they were fiery in there. That was intense. I didn't read through all of it, but um, I didn't really think much of it when Some I saw it either, because I don't look at it as you're making a claim that massage is curing anything. Like that's that's not how I read that. Hey man, if I name my business Happy Hands, it don't mean my hands are happy. <laughs> it, yeah, it really wasn't how I was looking at it. I just like but, alliteration, but. Um, <laughs> When Mark showed yeah, it to me, to he showed these. it to me because he thought it was funny. The the person who um, said, you know, I, I'm not upset that Burger King isn't actually royalty. And I know that somebody know somebody had made a comment like, yeah, but we're regulated healthcare, And, you know, Burger King doesn't really owe anyone anything. And I was like, OK, I think she was just trying to be funny here. Like, you're missing the point in that. Like, it's we don't have to get so upset about everything. If somebody was literally like on the internet making claims that massage can cure cancer, massage, okay, that's, that is wildly different than curative massage. It was really funny. I'm like, I, I'm not obviously responding to this because man, they get, they get mad. There's, there's no reason, you know, (laughs) there's no reasoning in Facebook world. So like, it doesn't matter. Right. Don't waste your time. Do you think massage therapists have, degree envy do you think that's a thing i mean especially in ontario like we're are, are you of, trying to get the facebook warriors to jump all over you <laughs> they already jump all over me and they can go fuck off how about that um generally because like okay in ontario we're the only regulated no we're not the only there's i think one other regulated healthcare profession maybe two maybe that don't have university degrees attached to it 
dental hygiene is one of them. Mm -hmm. Massage therapy is one of them. And I got to look to see if there's any others of the 26 or 27, you know, regulated healthcare professions that fall under the RHPA in Ontario. So I feel like a lot of folks in Ontario, they end up with a little bit of degree envy. I feel like, or maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. So I'm kind of curious if you guys have given that any thought. I'll let Brandy go first. I definitely got a lot of response from the Ontario therapist Mm -hmm. group. I don't know if they were jealous or envious, but there was a lot of interest in Ontario. Trios College actually asked me after I posted the group, someone from their college had seen the video and they asked me to go and be a guest speaker at Trios Mm. to talk about flipping, uh, getting your credentials, you know, applied to a degree. So there's a lot of interest at least there. And I think there would be a lot of interest in other places. Um, I think it's just people are finding it so hard because the colleges aren't all the same. And I'm not talking about the massage colleges. I'm talking about the universities and the business Mm -hmm. grant or the degree granting colleges. They just, you know, some will take you, some won't. That's part of the research also that we're doing right now with SAS Polytech is actually creating a database of all of the universities and business granting colleges throughout Canada that will accept transfer credits from massage therapists and who they'll accept them from, who they won't accept them from, and all the details around that. So like it's it's a huge mess, right? It's that's walking through the mud and that's taking a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I don't know, I I think a lot of people would grab onto it because maybe if they think, I don't know about Ontario, but in Saskatchewan, a lot of people drop out of massage around the four-year mark and then around the seven-year mark, but it doesn't necessarily mean they want to get out of the industry altogether. So if they had another stepping stone to another area, maybe the degree would provide that for them, like through business administration or an arts degree or it's something in health sciences. You know, it, it might. Why do you think you see that exit in your part of Canada, the four-year, seven-year? Why do you why do you think you see that exit from the industry? Oh, that's easy. People have children. And uh, most, it's a female-dominated industry. Hmm. And there's no, we're all, we're not all, we're pretty much all self-employed. And right. so uh, people don't save up for maternity leave. And like when I had kids, uh, we couldn't claim EI or anything like that. And I think that's changed now. I'm too old for that now. But um, that's that was definitely a thing when I was young. People people were having kids and they needed, they or they wanted maternity leave and they weren't saving up for their maternity leaves. Mm. So that was, they didn't know how to be self-employed. Gotcha. Amanda, why do you, or sorry, do you think there's some degree envy amongst the massage therapists, then the vast majority of them do not have degrees. I don't know. This is a hard question for me to answer. I know that there's a group of therapists who really feel that massage therapy itself should be a degree. I know there are a lot of people who got into this um, profession because I think they, you know, they wanted to work in some way with um, the body or rehabilitation or whatever, and maybe at the time didn't want to go through the process of getting a degree mm-hmm. and then doing another, you know, f- two years, four years to do something like physio, chiro, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think there, you know, are people who maybe got into it and they're recognizing that the level of knowledge that they have as a massage therapist, whether it's from, you know, their their college plus Continue, continuing yeah. education or whatever, but their their, their level own, of understanding makes them learning. Yeah, and exactly. And you can do a lot of reading and there's a lot of very, very um talented and intelligent therapists. And I think they're realizing, well, wait a second, I don't get the level of respect because I don't have a degree. Mm-hmm. So I think then there might be a little bit of regret. I don't necessarily know if envy is the right word, maybe mm. some regret of maybe I should have gotten a degree or, but would it even matter? Like I'm a massage therapist with a degree right. and because I never actually became registered as a kinesiologist when that happened in 2013. Like I graduated from kinesiology in 2007. I didn't ever really work as a kin. I worked a little bit in fitness and then got out of that. Um, So I'm not a registered kinesiologist. So behind my name, the letters are RMT. Sure, there's there's a bachelor's degree there, but I don't think that garners me any more respect when it comes to dealing with other regulated professionals or I, I, I don't think I'm looked at any differently. So I don't think having that degree does anything special for me in yeah. terms of what I feel like these people who talk about wanting massage to be a degree for what they want. I think what they want is to have our education be a little more on par with some of the other regulated professionals so that we we gain the respect. Like Brandy having her degree has actually opened up uh, the possibility of her doing research. And I mean, that's fantastic. Would that happen for everybody? Who knows? I I don't necessarily know if there's degree envy, maybe, maybe regret. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like if we made massage therapy a degree, it wouldn't, you know, what else are we going to learn? We, we pack it into two years so hard that they would just spread it out. We wouldn't, learn anything more and yeah now that i'm thinking about it i don't think in saskatchewan there is degree and b they just want to get on with their lives most yeah. of the therapists that i know they just want to get to work they know they can make money so there's not really a, a pride thing here about necessarily having a degree over not because if you're making as much money or more than someone with a degree then who the hell cares if you have You know one. what? I, I forgot I forgot a piece actually. What am I saying? Yeah. I said that a little bit wrong. There are people who want massage therapy to be a degree. Okay. That I, I actually don't agree with. I agree with Brandy. Yeah. Like we don't need it to be a degree. Mm-hmm. But it's like when these other professions, you have to have a degree before being able to enter them. Right. And I think, yeah, that's okay. where there's certain people I think that might have a little bit of regret because or not, maybe not even personal regret, because again, me having a degree, I don't think gives me any more respect than them. At the end of the day, we're all RMTs. But I think the what op- they the want, opportunity. I think what they want is for RMTs to be on par with everybody else, meaning you have to have a degree before you can be a massage therapist. But like we've talked about before, there's just so many great therapists yeah. that don't have degrees for whatever number of reasons. And they didn't need it to get to where they are and to be there and including people who like Mark's asking, do you think there's degree envy? You got to where you are. You, d- you didn't need I it. I don't, would that change the landscape of massage therapy? Probably not. I mean, what would it do? It would just simply cut out thousands of people that are probably fabulous therapists that do really good work for their clients and just not give them the opportunity to be in this field because 
they didn't go to university or they don't want to go to university or they don't have the funds for university or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. Do you know what I mean? I, it just really, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it just cuts out a whole bunch of the population of therapists that exist. And I don't think it would actually change the landscape of it at all. I don't think it's a one bit. I overheard a conversation today between a resident doctor and a doctor at okay. my at my doctor's office. So I go to a, a clinic that is attached to a hospital. So it is a... Um, it's a teaching clinic and the the doctors when they finish med school and they're doing their residency they have they do two years at this clinic and um, working under the the doctors that are there and so I hear these two talking and uh, the resident doctor comes out and he's just done an assessment on um, you know, a man probably in his like 40s or 50s okay. who uh, was complaining of seven out of ten constant pain um, right around the spine of his scapula on the right hand side he had you, uh oh i oh listen trust me i <laughs> i oh, he's dropped on this entire conversation <laughs> That's what it sounds like complaint of seven out of ten pain const, uh, constant pain on the spine of his scapula on the right hand side um flexion and abduction there would start to be pain around 90 degrees which to us makes perfect sense mm. and um the rest of his range of motion was okay. Uh, speeds test was negative. Empty can was positive. And then another another <laughs> doctor really started listen. talking over the other orthopedic test. So I didn't get to hear it. So then I hear the resident doctor say to you know his his supervising doctor uh so what i'm going to recommend is a cortisone shot possibly some nsaids uh he doesn't want an ultrasound but um he wants to he wants an mri and you know maybe uh we could look into i think he i think he said physio Physio. and then the other doctor said okay well i don't think we need to do an mri um before we do the cortisone shot and then again some other people started talking so i missed some but i did hear her say yeah and then ultimately physio or sport med and I was like, guys, he needs a fucking massage. Like, why are we never considered? That dude needs an RMT. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, physio, wow. physio's, physio's the default. Yeah. Physio's always And so the that's default. what I'm saying. For some reason, we are not the go-tos when somebody clearly has yeah. musculoskeletal soft problems, tissue. soft tissue problems that... As soon as I heard that, I'm like, can I see the patient? Like, can I go in there? No, I'm not allowed. Doctors don't learn a lot. Like the general family doctor, even an ortho, like they're not really learning those kinds of things. Like it's different out here for me because I'm, I'm in a rural area, right? So I see the doctors as clients. My pharmacists are my clients and it's just no big deal. And that's very common for massage therapists in Saskatchewan to have physicians as their clients because we don't have a high population right right? so for us it was always different people will get referred to physio because physio is legislated out here and massage still right now is self-regulated so legally they're required to uh refer to physiotherapy but i i all the time get faxes from the the medical clinic in the next town like it's it's just it always happens. I'm really glad that happens. And I mean, we are regulated here, but we definitely get bypassed when it comes to the medical community. Mm. And I'm okay. not saying a physio couldn't have helped this guy. Of course, a physio can help this yeah. guy. Absolutely. But I, I eavesdropped on that whole conversation. You I could you could help that guy. Well. I get it. Yeah. I left out the fact that his myotomes and dermatomes were normal. Guys, in case the, you were wondering. The, <laughs> the degree thing opens, it just opens up so much opportunity and I think that's the biggest part of it. I think, you know, sometimes a massage therapist might feel 
like, fuck, I put in so much time and so much effort and I've gone through the really intense schooling that unless you've been through it, you don't know how intense it is. You have no idea unless you've been in massage I had, school. I had no idea before I started. And, no and idea. then you're like, to maybe find out that, and you didn't know before because it never occurred to you before, or maybe you just naturally thought, oh, I can just transfer this anywhere, to find out like it's worth nothing in terms of most other academic institutions. And I think that's just a real kind of fucking kick in the teeth to a lot it of people. It is, and then imagine you want to go for a degree that yeah. does that is heavy in terms of like anatomy or biomechanics or any of these things that you've, are, uh, pathology, physiology, Absolutely. whatever, all of these things that you already have learned, and no, they don't transfer over. You got to retake it all. There's probably some some stellar massage therapists who would breeze through physio school absolutely yeah. but they won't have the opportunity to because you don't have that undergrad degree yeah do you know what i mean that, that is something goal. like i've talked to the U of S about that and even with my degree because i had the core competencies in the sciences i'm qualified to apply for physio for masters in arts, master arts physiotherapist. Yeah. I I even qualify in that. Like obviously you guys would too with your yep. kines degrees yep. and stuff. But there's there's a lot of pre-professional stuff you can get into too if you decide you love education, you want to expand what you're doing. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about the research that you're you're doing there though, that you know, helping people to figure out what they can and can't do and what's going on. Like I, I think that's really cool because I'm sure when you put up your YouTube video, which I haven't seen by the way, I actually didn't know it existed, so I'll, I'll watch it. But I'm sure when you I put up your video, saved. a lot of people were probably like, oh, okay, well, you know, they already had this going on. She already started this too, you know, and it, right away, I'm sure there were people that were feeling a, a little defeated, like, I can't do this. I don't have this. I went to a private college that nowhere's gonna going to recognize anything. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Yeah, for sure. It's been really interesting. Just it, I think too, because I'm in such a rural area, there everyone's trying to really get very specific about people's needs because we can't always access degrees by going into the city, by living there. And if you already are an RNT, you probably are working, you probably have a practice going on, you probably, you know, you might be a little bit older, you might have a family. So being able to complete a degree now online, that's accessible like never before, mm. right? This was not something that was really available. It, doing things distance ed without being able to zoom into class or to do something online, oh, how daunting and gross. How boring. I don't think a lot of us can get through that. <laughs> but now with the accessibility of everything, you know, it's it's opened up so many avenues. I want to know what an RMT from a, an unregulated province feels about regulation. Do you want it? Do you not want it? If you want it, I want to know why. And if you don't want it, I want to know why. So we're not non-regulated, we're self-regulated. And hell no, I do not want regulation. And that's a big hell no, but we are regulating. We're in the process of building the College of Massage of Saskatchewan right now. And I think we're foolish for doing it. 
absolutely foolish. I love this talk because, well, I want you got to tell her, I, I want her to say why. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with her, but I want to hear. Well, why. I don't know if I agree or disagree, but I'm curious because you're one of the few people from a province where the provincial government has not said, yes, we're regulating massage therapy. You're one of the few people that I've ever talked to that says, nope, you know what? Not interested in this idea. Tell us no, why. Not interested. I would say that. So we have had the Massage Therapy Act read in the Legislative Assembly and it's received royal assent. So that means it's going to happen. Mm. It's happening. It's just not 100% formalized yet because our boards are still creating the laws and legislative rules around that. And I never thought it would happen within my career. And I was so disappointed when it got voted in. Um, I truly believe most massage therapists in Saskatchewan actually don't want this to happen. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they were silent about it. And so when you would get surveys or questionnaires asking if we should push forward in this, most people were silent in it. And I believe they only got, I don't know this for sure, but I believe they only got about a 30% response Mm. from massage therapists across the province in the years that they were doing these surveys and questionnaires and things like that. And out of those 30%, those were the people who wanted it. And they were the ones that spoke. Everyone else just deletes the emails because everyone else really comes from that place of don't try to tell me what to do in my practice. Mm-hmm. Don't try to tell me what to do in my business. I'm just shutting you out. That kind of conservative attitude almost really worked against us because they were silent and we needed them to speak. Right. And I don't, I don't want the government regulating what I do. We already, well, like I had brought up before, I already have doctor referrals. I already have referrals and relationships with physiotherapists, with chiropractors. Everything is set up in place already through our self-regulation to protect the public. This is not going to protect the public any more than they're already being protected. I'm already recognized by all the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. I'm already completely established as a healthcare professional just without a government stamp. So why would I want the government stepping in with their red tape and making things harder for me when I really have full freedom to treat as I want? Whenever I go into a massage therapist forum, like the Ontario forum, Mm -hmm. I cringe at how many times people bring up scope of practice and they have no idea what they are talking about, what they actually think a massage therapist is. Um, You guys are pretty open with your definitions, and so are we, because we recognize that massage therapy came from so many different cultural traditions, and we're squishing it in all into this healthcare model that we're actually leaving out of what Mm -hmm. quite a bit of what massage therapy can be. Mm -hmm. And when the government gets in there, they have to define it. They have to box it in. They have to remove some things that they don't understand. And you just end up squishing your scope of practice and inviting other people in to tell you what your job is. And I, I don't think that's the role of government. I feel like, and, I, and I'm an idiot, so no one ever listened to me. I feel like a lot of therapists, the ones that want to be regulated, it's because they want 
that kind of title that they can hang on to like yes now i've got the stamp of approval that i'm healthcare but when it yeah. comes down to the actual practical application of your practice you probably actually don't want regulation like you kind of want it because of the stuff that might come with it what you think comes with it but then all the shit that comes with it you actually don't want that's my take on it. I was really interested to hear how you put that together. You were going to say something, Amanda, though. What do you think comes with it? There's nothing that comes with it other than that stamp of like, yep, we're officially putting you in the healthcare category. Other than yeah. that, other than that, an unregulated province that have many associations that they have, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, whatever the case is, and the association works as the governing body for the for its members, and that association creates rules and regulations for its members, which, by the way, just mimic what the regulatory bodies do in regulated provinces. They all have their scopes yep. of practice, which are very similar. They all have their standards of practice, which are very similar. They all have their codes of ethics, which are very similar. They all discipline their members, which are very very similar they all require their members to have professional liability insurance all the same like it's it's really just now that stamp of the provincial government has said your health care yeah you know the funny part is because there's a bunch of cats in the ontario groups that are like oh we're really interested in what what bc is doing how they're amalgamating a bunch of the regulatory colleges together and i'm like look at you, her eyes that's how i feel Brandy. well because because <laughs> you know what like all you cats here that that really love the medical title that really like the healthcare title in bc you know where they're lumping them yeah. they're calling them all alternative medicine yeah, alternative. you guys are over here the title that you're, they're giving them is your alternative yeah. your alternative and we're now yeah. officially putting you in the alternative we're category officially moving you further away exactly from, from healthcare. where you probably wanted to be yeah right it's 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 a funny it's a funny thing to me. Healthcare, the way we define it, healthcare in Western. So does I should. So say. the bigger <laughs> question to me is is does having a regulatory college really do what it's supposed to do, which is make the practice of massage therapy safer, right? Make it more safe for the general public. And I would love to find out because I really want to sit there and do the numbers on this. I want to know. Are there less incidences of sexual abuse in a non-regulated province than there are in Ontario or BC or PEI or Newfoundland or New Brunswick? No matter what kind of right? statistics you find, are everything's going to less... be skewed. There's always going to be an argument for are there, population. Are there or... all... well, proportionally, are there less incidences of fraud, right? So when it comes down to it, like if you don't look at that comparison, then you don't know the answer. And yeah. if the answer is it isn't different, then the question is why regulation? We had to prove that we were dangerous to regulate which is what what a ridiculous thing to prove really we're dangerous what's the worst gonna happen i'm gonna stick my elbow in your butt well i mean if we, i i'm i don't know if i be, if i believe what i'm saying but i'll play devil's advocate here because yeah. you brought up scope That's of practice because as you said the the scope of practice for massage therapy is freaking enormous yes and so when it comes to something like, are are you dangerous, proving you're dangerous? Well, are there things that, you know, have been removed from our scope of practice as in a regulated province that maybe have not been in an unregulated province? Are those the types of dangers that we're trying to look out for? Are you, you know, are you guys over there in Saskatchewan doing like, you know, 
uh, controlled acts, controlled acts, or you know, high velocity joint like no. adjustments. Are you doing that? No is that is. happening? No. No. Are you are you well, using fire cupping when you're like I don't know? I'm trying to think, what is it that you could be doing that is dangerous? That's my point. Are you more protected, general public in Ontario, getting a massage therapy treatment than you are in Saskatchewan getting a massage therapy treatment because we have a college of massage therapists of Ontario and they don't, so you're more safe, right? Yeah. No, it's it, we're not. We're not doing crazy things. The people who do fire cupping here have the uh, education to do fire cupping and the insurance for it. So you might have a massage therapist who does it. They also have taken that education and they also have that insurance. So they're they're not doing any crazy sort of therapies that nobody else is doing. The other interesting part of it is the cats that really pride themselves on being healthcare and educated in science and healthcare, those are also the same cats that are saying, what you learn in school is wrong. Your school teaches you incorrect, outdated information. Like, in other words, you're making an argument for why none of this should even be regulated in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what, you, what you learn, what you think you're doing to the tissue isn't actually doing anything to the tissue because you actually don't do anything. <laughs> do you know yeah. I mean? yeah, I know. It, so, is, it is an interesting conversation it's, it's so when it's like, in one breath, we should be evidence-informed. In the other breath, nothing we do is supported with evidence. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore we're so dangerous that we have to, uh, self-regulated provinces we're the ones trying to gather the evidence it's, it's, yeah, so it's ridiculous <laughs> it's interesting it's like it's like if if you want if you want to keep that stamp of i'm in healthcare, then you also have to take all the shit that comes along with it right yeah. so in other words don't complain when the regulatory body decides you're gonna they're gonna increase your fees like crazy you know because of whatever financial stuff they got going on that's what you buy into do you know what i mean don't freak out because your fees have gone through the roof because there's a bunch of investigations for sexual abuse like that's all part of being this regulated health profession so you like you like wearing the title then wear the fucking title and shut your face do you know what i mean wow shut your face well, don't, you don't have to shut you really your face feel. say whatever you want <laughs> say whatever you want but also recognize like you know you, you know you, you make your bed you lie in it when we look at regulated provinces government regulated who protects the therapist we don't think your college protects the therapist. No. They're they're no, for that's public. A, they're, yeah, they don't they they're not there for us. That's what your professional association that's the association. Is, is there for. And do they protect you? Well, I mean they advocate for the profession. So they do things on mass scale that individuals can't. I mean, I I would say I've never had to really interact much with the association, but from things I see, uh, the association is relatively accessible you can get someone to help you in certain scenarios the they'll answer yeah. questions like day-to-day -day they're accessible so i think that you know i think they're doing the job that they're supposed right. to do and we talk about this quite a bit with the professional association in ontario because there's one and it's voluntary because we have a regulatory college so you don't need to be a member of the association so membership is low so membership is low and regardless of whether you're a member of the association or not if you're an rmt in ontario you reap the benefits of all the work they do if they're going Going to bat yes. with it for insurance companies to maintain massage therapy as part of extended healthcare plans. Guess what? Whether I'm a member or not, I reap the benefits yep. of that. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. there's a when there's a horrible news piece that makes massage therapists sound like 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 crap on CTV news or whatever the case, they're the ones that are calling them up to correct it. I reap the benefits of this, whether I'm a member or not. Yeah. So they're in a really kind of strange place all on their own. I feel really bad for them because they're they're very valuable in what they do. 
and a lot of people recognize it. Most people, most people are just not bothering to partake in it, and therefore it's hard for. It's a circular conversation. It's like we need more funding so we can we can do more for you guys, so we can attract more members and continue to do more for you guys. And everyone else sits back. Well, what do I get from you? Well, you can't get anything from us unless we have the funding. We can't have the funding unless we have the membership. Therefore, we can't produce for you what you want. Well, then I'm not doing anything because I'm not getting what I need out of this. It's a just really it's goofy just circular cer- conversation. Yeah, just goes round it's just and a, round it's a, and round. It's a freaking constant uphill battle. But no, you're right, Brandy. The college doesn't isn't there for us, and we know that. We know that that's not what they're there for. Supposedly, it's for protection of the public. But as you guys are saying, is the public any safer? here in Ontario and Brandy's shaking her head no so yeah regulation no regulation where do people stand I'm I'll be interested to hear when this episode comes out where people stand we've had a few conversations about this but I'm I'm wondering where do people really stand on this I I think probably most people don't care they they don't even understand the operation of the college not because it's complicated it's because they just don't care to understand yeah. Like most people probably don't even recognize your 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 council president isn't even an RMT. Like they just voted a, a non-member to be the council president. Yeah. Right. I don't know a full on the activities of the council president, but nonetheless, like that's something that you probably should want to know. Like who's on your council because your council is really the people that make the decisions on what your what your day to day is going to be like, and uh, who's on council and what are their what are their roles? No one knows because no one cares. So why do I care? Fuck, I'm out. <laughs> you can because it's the people who people and i've been on a lot of councils and it, it's true it's it gets really frustrating right because it's the people who want to have power and control who generally end up wanting to be there and making ridiculous decisions that nobody wants to go by when people just want to go and work and make money and do their job and be left alone. They don't want to necessarily impose on other people's practices. So they don't join the council. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, between a rock and a hard place. If you don't want to impose anything on someone else's practice, you should probably be on the council so that you can just be that barrier and say, we need to back off here. This is none of our business. Not getting my boat on this, that type yeah. of thing. It's actually really interesting because when we talk about BC, like I've I've had this small conversation with with some people that they're like, oh yeah, I think what BC is, what they're doing is great. I was like, do you have any idea what the council is going to look like in BC? Or would you feel comfortable having people that aren't like councils already made of public members right but would you be comfortable with other healthcare professionals making decisions on what's best for rmts would i want you know a naturopath or an acupuncturist not to say that they don't have great ideas but you also don't know fully what it's like to be an rmt and so therefore you're the ones that are going to be participating in making the decisions on on things that we can and can't do and how we conduct throughout you know i don't know it's just it's just a very strange thing, but you don't have to live through this because yet. you are yet yet yes it's happening yeah interesting stuff this was fun yeah I'm gonna go get a degree in something else are you <laughs> why not I got kids I got and I got a computer perfect <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'll be interested to now I'm I'm gonna go watch that YouTube video but interested to hear uh, more from your research and uh, yeah anyone who is interested in Getting a degree, 
Um, you never know what's possible for you. Brandy figured out a way to do it. And Sin. stop paying for views on on YouTube, will you? Stop paying for views on YouTube. <laughs> Five hundred and fifty views. I think I only have fifteen subscribers, <laughs> and probably one is my mom. Right? Good I hope old, so. Good old mom. I hope. I hope. I hope mom subscribed to you. <laughs> good old mom. Oh, well, tell your mom to subscribe to me. It's a pity subscribe, but you know. Mark's mother doesn't have a computer. Sorry, she will not be subscribing to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing your experiences, Brandy. And uh, I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. For sure. Oh, thank you for the conversation. It was great. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists at a Microphone. Peace.